This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, May 11th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how's it going? Dylan, doing well. Yeah? How'd your weekend go? Not bad. Got, got some household chores taken care of. No trips to Home Depot, thank God. Oh boy. Did you mm-hmm. watch White Sox baseball? Uh, I did. I watched, I watched Carl Schrodon's start. And he was pretty not bad. He, he was a bit more than pretty not bad. I'd yeah. say he was pretty good. Yeah, eight strikeouts and six innings. Good for you. Got his win. Um, he's, he's no Hector Noese, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I watched him today, and Lorenzen was decent, and... Uh, White Sox had a lead. David Robson blew his lead and gave up the first rounds he had given up. And then in comes Araldis Chapman, and he decides to give up his first rounds he's given up this year. Yeah, improbably, the White Sox did something against Araldis Chapman with the ultimate Robin Ventura getaway day lineup. Yeah. J.B. Shuck, you called uh, it. Oh, like boy. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, well, we're going to look at some DFS picks for Monday, the mm-hmm. 11th. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Matt, uh, who do you like at catcher? Uh, catcher, I, I've got one low budget option that I'm, I'm kind of drawn to. Okay. Uh, I, I really like Caleb Joseph. Yeah. In, in Baltimore against, uh, Marco, Marco Estrada, at home against Marco Estrada. Yeah. I, I just think Marco Estrada is going to give up 87, you know, all the home runs. Yep. I like most Baltimore Orioles players against, yeah. uh, against the Blue Jays and against Marco Estrada. And yeah. Caleb Joseph is nothing special, but he's going to be cheap, and he has a pulse. Should be in that lineup, so just picking okay. a guy in a in a good stack. Catcher was kind of hard on this day, to be honest. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of why I went for one of the cheaper options, because I, I thought it, it's a good day to try to find a cut rate. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can go Brian McCann at Alex Colomay, I guess. Nothing wrong with that, but I wouldn't be no. excited about it. The one I wrote, again, it's an expensive option, because he keeps hitting... Is Stephen Vogt gets Rick Porcello? Porcello. I don't know why I keep trying to say Porcello. We we, we decided to call him Porky in this yes. podcast. Porky. Uh, he gets Porky. He homered again on Sunday. I mean, I don't know what's up with Stephen Vogt. I don't think he's going to still hit three fifty or whatever. But I doubt it. Catcher breaking out at thirty. Um, he gets Rick Porcello. He gets Porky. That would be fine, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind going with someone real cheap either. How about first base? Uh, first base, the one that really stuck out to me is, is Billy Butler. Yeah. It's also against Rick Por- Porcello. Yeah. Um, in the, for his first career, he's, he's, he's hitting over 350 against Porcello and I think well over 40 at bats. Yeah. So, just has his number. He just has his number. Kind yeah. Of ground ball um, on ground ball guy, you know. Yeah, kind of. Either way, he just seems to kind of have, you know, Rick Porcello's number and I, I kind of like the matchup for him. Yeah. Porcello's certainly not been overwhelming by any no. means. And um, the other option I really like is Eric Hosmer against Colby Lewis. Sure. Also a guy that's not very overwhelming. No. Nothing but wrong with that. Hosmer's actually, he's actually been a pretty decent season so far. Him and Moustakis, all of a yes. sudden. I, you know. well, it's a little more shocking coming from Moustakis because you know, we've seen Hosmer be competent at times. Yeah. We haven't seen Moustakis be anything. But they're both still young enough that it's not going to shock anybody if they all of a sudden live up to their potential. You know, as post-type sleepers together. Yeah, I, I, just, I remember listening to, to the to our, our our Big Brother podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about how you know a, a lot of Hosmer's fantasy values derive from stolen bases, and how that's probably going to be you know declining in the next few years because mm-hmm. it's you know just you know the natural aging curve of a first baseman. But 
I, I think also part of that natural aging curve is just that, you know the power and, and you know the hit you know the the hit tool seem to improve mm-hmm. as they kind of enter those prime years. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely not getting old by any means. More just no. entering his prime. Yeah, and Colby Lewis is fine matchup for him for sure, especially in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote Chris Davis versus Marco Estrada. I think that'll be a popular one. You know, <laughs> power guy against a homer prone guy. Nothing wrong with that. That Oriole stack. Pedro Alvarez gets Jerome Williams. If you're a Pedro Alvarez guy, has pop. Jerome Williams isn't that good. Could get some sneaky home runs there. Mark Teixeira goes to Tampa Bay, gets uh, Colome. It's not a great park for him. Um, Jose Abreu gets Willie Peralta. Willie Peralta's not been that good, but he, then you go look at the White Sox lineup, and I know better than to get you started, but it's just hard to find hitters you really like, especially left-handed hitters in the White Sox lineup, you know? Lucky Cabrera's doing nothing. Adam Eaton's doing nothing. Like, you know what you really wants to bet on Connor Gillespie. So, I don't know. But Jose Abreu can certainly hit righties. Um, but it's just hard to pick from that lineup. I uh, agree. Yep. Uh, I wrote Hosmer. Ike Davis gets Rick Porcello. Ike Davis has an OPS that's almost like 800. Quietly. But he's doing fine. And Adrian Gonzalez gets uh, Tom Kohler. On the road in, uh, in Dodger Stadium. This gonna be, could be a tough outing for Tom Kohler. And Aegon's hitting like 370. Uh, it's hitting out of his mind. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. He's, Adrian just feels like money in the bank to me. He's not necessarily flashy, but he just, just plain gonna put up RBIs and homers, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you would, it's, you're not gonna get a steal there, price wise, but there's also nothing wrong with picking Adrian if you can afford him. Okay, second base. I actually had some names at second base. None of them seem great, but there's some interesting options. Okay. Starting with uh, your boy Jimmy Paradise versus Marco Estrada. Does he qualify at second? Uh, he has played some second. It's going to depend on your format and where you play. If he's going to be a second baseman, he has played some second base. So, uh, regardless of position, we should mention Jimmy Paradise. Uh, might be an outfielder, but. He gets Marco Estrada. Nothing wrong with that. He's been batting higher up in the order, too. Um, mm-hmm. And probably still kind of cheap. Neil Walker gets Jerome Williams. Okay. You know, n- nothing wrong with that either. It's not, not flashy, not a slam dunk, but could easily do just fine. So here's a sneaky one, a quiet one, a cheap one. Logan Forsyth gets CC Sabathia. Actually, Dylan, he was I, my one of my chief options yeah. for... For today, I, I had his. I was going to mention him if you didn't. So I was only, hoping yeah, so I could. Yeah, not only is he hitting this year, but he has a career 766 OPS against lefties, which is not nuts, but like it's competent for sure. And I think it's kind of as mediocre as it is for second base. I think he's a fine player, I really do. Yeah, and if you get guys like that, and then you can go get Adrian Gonzalez and Stephen Vogt, whatever, you know. That's wrong with that cheap one. Also on the same team, Tim Beckham is right-handed. Could make his way into the lineup. You'd have to check if you believe in him. He's just been doing really well with his BABIP, and even though he's not taking walks, I don't know that I necessarily believe in the breakout there at all. But uh could be another cheap option. But I like Logan Forsyth. I also just not worried about CC Sabathia, really, at this point. And then Dustin Pedroia goes to Oakland and gets Drew Pomeranz. There's a lot of right-handed... Uh, Boston guys, but Casimir's slowing down a little bit, and I do think that he could, but he's also been pretty good this year, so that's kind of a... I don't feel great about that start, but have my eye on it. Uh, Any other second baseman you like? 
Not really, no. Yeah. No, it, no one worth mentioning. It's um, a tough day. I, I do kind of like that Neil Walker versus Jerome Williams matchup. Yeah. I was looking to pay full price. I, I, I always try to look, you know, I, I'm always, I'm always looking for a bargain. I think Logan Forsythe might, might be a bargain. He's going to get you a couple of base hits and score a couple of runs. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, he's not going to pull, I don't think he's going to pull Mike Avilas and start popping home runs or anything. But, but he's competent against lefties. You never know. Sure. You know, I, I, I think there are tools there. I don't know if they're ever going to manifest, but I, I think there's there's something there that's that's yeah. worthy of a DFS spot, if nothing else. And he's been uh, good so far this year, so not a big sample, but yeah. How about third base? Any uh, more base, reliable options at third base for you? I had one option that I think a lot of people are going to be playing. Okay. Uh, and that's Evan Longoria against C.C. Sabathia. Yeah, that's a good matchup uh, for him. In the last five years... Longoria's pretty much owned CC Sabathia. Yeah. Um, he's hitting over 400. He's got, like, I think, like five home runs against him in his career. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, a, a healthy Evan Longoria versus a diminished CC Sabathia is probably going to be bad for CC. Yep. And, uh, like you said, that might be popular, but for good reason. You know, there's, yeah. it's something to have there. Uh, I had that. I also like Manny Machado against Marco Estrada. I know it's righty on righty, but. Mm. Manny doesn't have big splits. I think actually has reverse splits, and Estrada is worse against lefties, but not a lot, you know. So I think uh, Estrada, a lot of those Orioles. Come on, it's I don't trust Marco Estrada for anything. Yeah, it, it, especially like it. especially in, in in the American League. It just it, it, it there isn't a single I, I I you know short of Gordon Beckham or Tyler Flowers, I don't see a good matchup for Marco Estrada. <laughs> well. Yeah, so there are a lot of those uh, right-handed Orioles guys that it could be fine. Yeah, uh, and Manny's been leading off, so you know he could do just fine in that hit parade. If you want a non-Longoria option, um, I also wrote. I know I keep trying to back him up. Yeah, Adrian Beltre gets Danny Duffy. And we're talking about you know staying patient with your veterans, but it's not looking good. His OPS or no, his on base is like two sixty or something. I think he has two homers. Like. I think he could come alive and have an awesome month sometime this summer, you know, but you got to be concerned about Beltre a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it, it, you know, we've seen him be so reliable for so long that, you know, I, I think it sometimes it just, you know, when it goes, it goes, you know, yeah. I, I think we've, we've kind of already seen it with Aramis Ramirez where he just isn't the same guy anymore. Yeah. Other than if we've never seen it with your guy, David Ortiz, which... No. No, I I stopped drafting him a couple of years ago because one of these years it's going to be the year. It is. Yeah. It, it, it it just kind of it's just kind of the way you know baseball works. Just yep. you know, it, it's happened to every every single you know it happened to Willie Mays. It happened yep. to Hank Aaron. I'm not probably going to have Dave Ortiz. Yeah, I'm not willing to say I'm done on Adrian Beltre, but every week I get a little more concerned. You know. I agree. So, um, I, he could Danny Duffy. It's a good matchup for him. It could go fine. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, there are better options, but I wouldn't blame you for fitting him in there, especially as he gets cheap. Then yeah. we mentioned him, Mike Musakis, because Colby Lewis, also fine with that. You know, Musakis has been good. He's in Texas. Colby Lewis is not special. So, you got some options at third base, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Shortstop's a little tougher. I wrote two names, and I don't feel great <laughs> about either of them. Okay, who you got? J.J. Uh, Hardy is back in the fold. I love J.J. Hardy. And if J.J. Hardy can do anything, it's hit home runs. He plays good defense, but that doesn't help you here. He can hit home runs, and he gets Marco Estrada. Hey! So uh, he's probably going to be cheap and could wouldn't shock you if he got some sneaky pop and some RBIs in that game. Um, so 
he's fine. And then I really want Jimmy Rollins to be better than he's been so far. Um, he has three homers, three stolen bases. He's capable, but I know he's like been a low average guy, but he's like batting under 200. It's like, you gotta hit better than that. Rollins, you know, and I don't know. I'm concerned, but like, so today they played in cores and all they did, they had like a single and three walks, but that resulted in some runs scored. And so I like Jimmy Rollins almost like, yeah, for some pop and some speed potential, but almost just to be a live body high in the Dodgers order against Tom Kohler. You know, he'll be there. His price has gone down a bit. I don't know. I don't love it, but I would at least consider Jimmy Rollins. Okay. The guy I, I would be kind of intrigued by is uh, Jung Ho Kong. Okay. Against Jerome Williams. Sure. If he's, he's getting in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting in the lineup, and he's actually been figuring out like what to do against a major league caliber pitcher. And yeah. Well, but, sure, but what's he going to do against Jerome Williams? Exactly. Hey. <laughs> Poor Jerome Williams. <laughs> he's, you know. He's going to listen to this podcast and just be really sad. You know, for a guy who probably hasn't deserved to be in the majors for the last what, five years, he's, Jerome James has carved out quite a career. Uh, I mean, it would. He's not awful. He's just not very good. Uh, he shouldn't be in a rotation. You know, I think it wouldn't shock me if he were an okay like righty reliever. You know, we 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 saw him be bad with two different teams before he was good with one team last year. Yeah. I know. Yeah, well, his CRA is 5.18 with the Phillies right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's not good. He doesn't really strike anybody out. He doesn't walk anybody. He doesn't really strike anybody out. He does. Get, he is homer prone. I, I could. I could. I, Kong's, you know, a, I, Kong's a, a fine guy. Just, he's in the my, lineup. I think with my thing with Kong is it's kind of the writing of, hot, of, of writing of a hot hand. Mm-hmm. That's all. Since he, he hasn't been in the lineup very much, I, I could see him being a discounted option at shortstop. Mm-hmm. And should he get in the lineup, which he's got to be better than Jody Mercer, so I think he deserves to be in the lineup. He has more upside, that's for sure. A lot more. There's no upside with Jody Mercer. Jody Mercer is... I I would trust him more than I would trust Gordon Beckham. Yeah. But, but that's not much. No, it's not saying anything. No, it's um, really... That's, yeah, so there's some cheap options at shortstop. Nothing awesome, but, you know... I mean, Marcus Semyon hit two homers off Felix on Sunday. He might drive his price up if he's not careful. I like him more against the lefties, but he gets Rick Porcello. You know, it's working yeah. his way up the lineup. But so far, so good for for Billy Bean and Marcus Semyon. You know, yes, he's being a yeah. decent player. He's hitting over three hundred, and I don't think that's gonna hold up at all. But some pop and some speed—that's for sure. So okay, and then outfield. What outfielders do you like, Matt? I, I tend to look for stacks in the outfield just because mm-hmm. you know I, I would love the, I love the Orioles stack against Estrada I really do I think sure. there's a lot of runs to be had there Adam Jones uh, Aza I I really wish Andrew McCutcheon was healthy otherwise I'd be a lot more interested in, in, in the Pirate stack against Jerome Williams Sure I like Gregory Polanco Sure I'm I'm intrigued by the the Royals stack against Colby Lewis I just, I think there's there's upside there I think there are options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, you could talk me into the, the Dodgers stack against Tom Kohler. Force him out for Tom Kohler. Sorry about that, buddy. But, but yeah. But yes. Yeah. If things uh, aren't, things aren't going to go that well for you in Dodger Stadium. I'm kind of interested in Coco Crisp against Rick Porcello. Okay. Do you, Did you like, have any of those on your list? Do you like the two decent Yankees outfielders at Alex Colome, Ellsbury, and Gardner? I don't love them hitting on the road. I'd much rather they're in Yankee Stadium. 
Like, yeah. Tampa Bay is not a pl- great place to go hit, you know? Well, yeah, I don't know that I'd be jumping, you know, I'd, I'd be going on my way to people first for Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah. You know, on, on, on Monday. There's a couple Mets. Michael Kadire gets John Lester. Michael Kadire's been pretty average. You know, it doesn't really shock anybody who leaves scores and goes to the Mets. But, you know, but this the... I don't know. I don't love that. I can't even convince myself to be real happy about that one. But, um, <laughs> and it's, it wouldn't shock you if he did fine, but there's better options. John Mayberry Jr., uh, I like him more just because he's going to cost you half the price, you know, and he gets John Lester. Uh, you're going to pay up the nose for it, but if you've gone with guys like Logan Forsythe, that's fine. But Bryce Harper gets Josh Colmenter in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper's red hot. He can obviously hit a bajillion home runs, or he can draw a bunch of walks. Like, you would pay full price, but if you're looking for places to spend your money, and sometimes I have that. Sometimes I find so many cheap options like Mabry or Forsyth or JJ Hardy or something that I really like. All of a sudden I'm like, oh man, I have to spend money, you know, and you end up grabbing Stanton and Harper or something. Well, Bryce Harper would be my expensive outfielder that I like on Monday. Goes to the desert, gets Josh Coleman there. Not going to strike him out much, I would think. Uh, can do just fine. And then, yeah, a couple Red Sox righties. Mookie Betts and Hanley Ramirez get Casimir, but it's just hard to bet against Casimir. I like the righties against him, but I don't know. That's tough, especially in Oakland. Mm. Uh, but I agree. Uh, Jock Peterson, even Andre Ethier, if you went up against Tom Kohler, I'm fine with that. Doesn't bother me. So, yeah. No other big uh, outfield options for you that stuck out? No, I think I think we've covered just about everybody that have. Okay, and then how about pitchers? Pitchers was actually kind of tough for me too. There's some. Really? I mean, there's some good guys going that are. Uh, they just think they're going to be expensive, and I don't love them as much. Like I think the obvious one is Garrett Cole at Philadelphia. Oh, I, I've got a bit of a humble brag for for Sunday, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. I I, I did I, I did a lineup with Michael Pineda and Danny Sal and Danny Salazar. Ooh, and that must have gone okay for you today. It, yeah, I made a bit of money. Yeah, they, so. uh, Michael Pineda. I have a I have a similar an anecdote, not a humble brag, but a good friend of mine who's a Yankees fan was really excited about Pineda's start on Sunday, and he messaged me. He's like, "This is awesome. His strikeout to walk ratio is awesome. What's the what's the best strikeout to walk ratio ever?" I was like, "Oh, Phil Hughes set the record last year." Did you really? Yeah, Phil Hughes set the strikeout to walk ratio record last year. Some I would hun- guess, hundred and, you know, Greg Maddox or something like that would have done it. Kurt Schilling has a really good career one that's way up there, if not the best one. But, um, yeah, Phil Hughes had like 180 strikeouts or something to 16 walks last year. That's um, pretty. He also had 16 wins. He had as many walks and wins. Uh, same that's number right. last year. I remember this now. It's yeah. right. So my buddy who's a Yankees fan is all excited about Pineda. And I was like, who, wh- what's the best ever? Cause Pineda's clearly going to be on track. And I was like, oh, this guy named Phil Hughes said it last year. And he was like, Phil Hughes, are you kidding me? All of a sudden, like, Yankee fan upset. Like, that guy? Oh, man. Uh, and that made me laugh. That, that made my day today. Um, but, yeah. All right. Garrett Cole gets the Phillies. Jacob deGrom gets the Cubs, who are, you can't walk over them as easy as you can the Phillies. Mm-hmm. And Zach Kranke has to beat Tom Kohler and keep the Miami Marlins in check. Who have not hit that much this year. I don't feel like they're not. D Gordon's crazy. I don't know what D Gordon's doing, but D Gordon's crazy. And, uh, you know, Stanton's always dangerous, but the Marlins, I mean, you would take Zach Granke against the Marlins, right? 
at Dodger Stadium? I like Max Scherzer on, on the road against Arizona a bit more. I think there's a lot more strikeouts in that Arizona lineup than there is in the Miami lineup. Okay, sure. And they're really righty-heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Arizona's not the best place to pitch, but not enough to really avoid it. And it's Max Scherzer. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's a, he's a pretty okay pitcher. Yeah, just a little. I would not take Ubaldo against uh, the Blue Jays, but no, he's no. right-handed. Are there any like Blue Jays hitters you like? Again, it's any of them, really. They get Ubaldo. I, I, not a lot of them have the platoon advantage, but I'm not sure that matters too bad. I don't want to bet on Ubaldo, and I don't want to bet against Ubaldo. You just want to avoid it? Kind of, yeah. Because he can break your heart either way so easily. Because, you know, that lineup is so right-handed heavy. I mean, you're looking at, like, Ezekiel Carrera, Michael Saunders, and Ryan Goins. Oh, and Josh Thole is their lefties. So if Ubaldo throws eight innings of one-run ball tomorrow, you're not going to fall out of your chair. No. Yep, sometimes he does that. And if he gives up eight runs, you'd go, yep, sometimes he does that. Pretty much. And it's... You're it's, right. He'll break your heart either way, betting against him or for him. Like, it's kind yeah, of... You know, the, the, the only thing I can kind of compare it to is, is, is you know, foot, is football. Guys like Brett Favre and Barry Sanders, where, you know, they, they, they had that, that same boomer bust potential. But they're like Hall of Fame level players, whereas Ubaldo at one point was a Hall of Fame level talent. But right yeah. now, he's, you know, he's just, he's, Ubaldo. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would not pitch him, but it's hard even if you wanted to spend on, like, Encarnacion or something. Like, I could easily, could hit two homers off him, could do nothing. I don't know. That's tough. Or, like, sorry, we're going back to hitters now. But, like, Danny Duffy's not that great, but there's nobody in that Texas lineup that I like that's right-handed. They're really, I don't, the Texas lineup yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, I think this, the, if I was, you know, with a pitcher, if he needed a two-pitcher stack, and I think you do in most DFS formats, I would mm-hmm. be looking at Duffy and Scherzer's. That's yeah. a, I like an awful. I mean, I know they're both on the road, and it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll 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 get to we'll get to Duffy on the road a little bit later, and, and yeah, there's, you there's, like Duffy as a cheap option. He's all right. There's nothing wrong with Shelby Miller or Mike Leak either. They're, I mean, they're fine. But yeah, you could talk. But the problem is, you could talk me to either one of those options. Yeah, I would probably go with who's ever cheaper, just because that's how, you know. Yeah, they're both fine though. Yeah, Shelby Miller are, a little more upside, but they're both fine. I think the big names are Garrett Cole, Jacob Degrom, and either Granke or Scherzer, depending on how you feel. And, and, and I, if I was, if I did like power rankings, I'd have Scherzer number one and probably Cole number two. Yeah, Cole gets the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. There's plenty of uh, guys for you to pick from on Monday. Some of the positions like middle and field's a little trickier. Yeah, honestly, you know, Jeff Samarja. I mean, if <laughs> you tell me, man. No, no, no DH in Milwaukee. You tell me. I, Milwaukee's been so bad this year. Uh, not when I picked Travis Wood against them. True. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, their OPS is under 500 against left-handers. Let's do it. Yeah, so Marjorie could be interesting. Yeah, let's talk about our, uh, Field of Streams contest. Let's do another update so I can just wallow. We've both picked 35, uh, starts worth. So basically okay. a full season so far. I have 10 wins, a 4.02 ERA. My ERA is over 4. That's unusual for you. And my whip is 1.31. Okay. You, uh, you've gone up a bit. You have 13 wins. Oh, yeah. A 3.68 ERA and a 1.25 whip, which is not, not bad, but no, we've, we've had kind of a tough May so far. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've had a few blow ups that have. Well, 
taking away whatever advantage I, I, I had in April. I'm not going to I had Chris Heston last week allow 14 base runners, which at a glance I think is our high. I think that's our all-time high. Uh, I don't know about that. I would have to go look, but I could look. I'm not I, looking right now, but... I don't think we ever, I don't think I ever, I ever had anybody over 15. 14 That's base a runners a lot. Runs. He got pound. Only give up five runs, but 14 oh. base runners in five innings is, it hurt. It hurt. Carlos Frias did exactly what you wanted. Five innings, three runs, and a win. Uh, Jared Cozart did bad for us. Travis Wood gave up four runs. Jesse Chavez gave up four runs for me on Sunday, but you had Rodon and Lorenzen do fine too. Anyway. Uh, struggle a little Lorenzo bit lately. Lorenzo was I, I thought White's actually a lot less confident against him. They, he they, he stranded the runners he needed to strand, but yeah, you didn't think it was going to be dominant, did you? With the White Sox, you can never, you know, especially with the lineup they put out there. I'm sorry, it's yeah, ugh. yeah, I know. All right, well, let's get on to our our picks. Start with Monday. Uh, I'm letting you go first is the current okay. leader for um, Monday the 11th. All of these picks are under 50% owned in Yahoo yep. leagues as of right now. There, there really wasn't much for Monday. I kind of struggled with this one. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny Duffy on the road against Texas. Believe it or not, for his career, Danny Duffy's ERA is like a full point lower than, than, his, than his home ERA. He's like a 3.2 ERA pitcher on the road mm-hmm. and like a 4.5 a ERA pitcher at home. Yeah, likes the road for some reason so far. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's yeah, the, the road warrior, Danny Duffy. Duffy man is thrusting in the direction of the road. Yes. So I'm, I'm rolling with Danny Duffy just because I don't... Te- Texas doesn't scare me at all, and I, I think he's better than his last out. You know, I think he's a better he's a, he's a better talent than his last outing. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to bounce back, and I think you know Texas is is the perfect place for him to bounce back, especially he's, in the yeah. He's always shown good talents. It's not a great park, but it's definitely a good lineup to go against. I yes. think that's the right matchup. Uh, it's not my favorite pitcher, but I think it's the right matchup. Tom Kohler at Dodger Stadium, you don't want. Alex Colome at home versus the Yankees could be fine. I'm gonna have some fun with this one though. Um, I don't, I don't hate this, but Willie Peralta gets the White Sox, and you know who the White Sox have never faced before is Willie Peralta. Okay. Your go-to strategy. You picked you picked Michael Lorenzen against the White Sox for this reason, but are you gonna because shy away from Willie Peralta? He's, he's a he's a rookie that they've never faced. He's oh, is that no, the difference? I, I, they have the worst advanced scouting in Major League Baseball. And, and they've they never have, seen like, Willie Peralta before. And they have for like the last 15 years. I, if, if, I, if I had to face the White Sox on one game playoff, I'd call up somebody from AA that they've never heard of because I know they'd be useless against him. Well, Willie Peralta has never faced the White Sox okay. as a team. I can't believe you wrote that up. Uh, it's not that hard to look up. I mean, it's, it wasn't surprising either because he hasn't been around that long and, you know, it's National League. Last start out, eight innings, two earned runs. One before that, six innings, one run. One before that. I mean, he's coming off three straight quality starts. I think he's better than he's shown. He's a 1-4 whip, but his ERA is under four. I don't know. Um, I kind of like Willie Peralta. Like I said, I like him as a pitcher more than Duffy, but I like Duffy's matchup more. So I think these are both decent picks, but I'm going to not join you. I'm going to choose against you and against your White Sox on Monday. With Willie Peralta. Um, but I think both are okay streaming options. It's, it's a tough day, no matter what. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday, there were more options. I don't know that I loved any of them. Mike Fultonevich goes to Cincinnati. He throws hard, but I need to see something first. Yes. Nate Eovaldi gets Tampa Bay. Can't believe Eovaldi is under 50% on, but he also has a one five six whip, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in Tampa Bay, which is fine. And Tampa Bay is not that good, and so I kind of like that one. 
Nick Martinez gets Kansas City. I don't believe in Nick Martinez. His, do I? No. His ratios look great. I get that. You're going to be tempted. But at I least, mean, like, when Ubaldo's ratios look great, you can be tempted because he strikes people out. Like, Nick Martinez does not strike anybody out, and he walks a lot of guys. Like, he's just he's just looking for, like, a I, 5.0 ERA in the second half or something. Don't you know, I think if, if you want to make a lot of money on Tuesday in DFS, stack against Nick Martinez with the Kansas City lineup. Yeah. Because I think, you know, just the, with, with the way, you know, they're... With the approach they have to hitting, this is going to be a long day for Nick Martinez. Yeah. Don't don't buy on that. I don't. Actually, no, I believe I in Aaron Harang ten Nick times Martinez. more than I believe in Nick Martinez. You know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said a long day. It's going to be a short day for Nick Martinez. Yes, that too. That too, depending on how you want to look at it. Chris yeah. Heston goes to Houston. I think Chris Heston has some talent, but as we just discussed, he just burned me so bad. That, you know, don't fool me twice. At least don't fool me twice in a row. Um, and the Astros can kind of hit. Uh, Drew Pomeranz gets Boston. I I like that he's under 50% on, but I need to see more from him too, especially against that lineup. It's a lefty, and it, we're going to have a lot of DFS picks, <laughs> I think, against Pomeranz, just those Boston righties. Same with James Paxton gets San Diego. He's eligible, but that's San Diego, you know, those right-handers. That could, that could be tough for Paxton. And your boy Carlos Frias gets the Marlins, but... I've got Mike Bolsinger making that start. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Um, if that's the case, you don't want anything to do with that either. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either. Stay away from whoever the Dodgers threw out there that day. Oh, yeah. I, I just refreshed. I have Mike Bolsinger, too. Okay. Sure. doesn't change what I have. Just don't. No, <laughs> um, the interesting name on Tuesday, the uh, Major League debut of Noah Syndergaard. Uh, and Noah Syndergaard is under 50% owned in the Yahoo Leagues right now. He shouldn't be. He has enough upside that you all need to be grabbing him and seeing, you know, what he does. I'm not sure what he's going to... Who knows what's going to go on this start. You know, these guys' first starts can be hit and miss. But he has a lot of talent, a lot of strikeout potential. He struggled at AAA in the Pacific Coast League, but it's really hard to pitch in the Pacific Coast League. He has enough talent, he can do fine. And he gets the Cubs, who I don't think are a pushover offense, but... I also think he can do fine against. So I like Nate Eovaldi despite his one five six whip, but I'm gonna play with the upside and the strikeout potential. Take Noah Syndergaard at Wrigley Field. Gets Jake Arrieta, which is too bad. But um, but yeah, you like Syndergaard? You with me there? You know, over the, you know the last you know year and two months that we've done this. I dread when you go first because you always you rattle off these names and then at the end it's like it, it's. Your guy. It, it's the same guy that I'm picking. Yeah, of course. Um, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's like I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, okay. He, he skipped over it on the schedule. So that means he's, he might not pick it, but then again, he might. No. And I just keep listening and listening and listening. And then, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, I'm going with Syndergaard in his major league debut. It could go badly, but he's an exciting player. And just regular fantasy advice. Like, if he's available in your league, grab him. Because oh, if yeah. this goes well, he could stick. He could yes. easily stick. And a lot of strikeout potential. So I don't, I'd, I'd rather bet, you know, I'd, I'd rather bet on him than bet against him at this point. Yep. Um, um, and again, don't just go right for his AAA numbers because pitching in the Coast League sucks. Actually, he was really good this year. Yeah, last year he was bad. He's looked a lot better this year. Yeah, second yeah. time around. I, I believe in him. He has a major league future. So, mm. uh, in a major league future with strikeouts, uh, more yes. excitingly. So we have Syndergaard so, on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Wednesday, for you, who do you got? 
Oh, let me put my little schedule here. Wednesday, Wednesday, I'm sorry. We need to all cut to the chase. We're going to have to talk about the showdown matchup on Wednesday between... Oh, wait, now they change it. My schedule keeps changing since I wrote this all out. I apologize. I was really excited about Odrasamer Despagne at Rowenis Elias, but <laughs> James Shields has moved up to Wednesday, so we've been robbed of this opportunity. It would have been a showdown. We would have been glued to that one, but uh, that's not happening anymore. I would, I, would, I, would, I would absolutely watch that game, unquestionably. No Despagne at Elias. That's sad. That bumps me out. Okay. Well, James Shields instead. Um, well, they were both eligible as well, and Elias is eligible against the Padres, but I would not go near that for the same reason I didn't like Paxton, because all his right-handers in the Padres lineup could do bad, bad things to Rowan Elias. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we've got both Adam Warren versus Nate Carnes and Jared Cozart versus Carlos Frias. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. Oh, so, as you can see, Wednesday's a real exciting day. It's uh, one way to put it. Wednesday, Wednesday's a rough ride. It is. The problem is, two of the guys I, I would like to take, I think, you know, Jimmy Nelson's, he's got to be over 50% by now, right? I don't think so. Not when I checked. What's he, oh, 30, 29%. Wow. Oh, Jimmy That's Nelson. Around. That's the White around. Sox. And I'll give you a spoiler. Guess who has never faced the White Sox before? Also, is it, is it, Jimmy Nelson. Also, Jimmy Nelson? Okay. And I think he has a little more talent than Willie Peralta. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. If you're looking to stream, I think Nelson's probably the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with streaming against the White Sox. I, I know you are. The only other name name that really interests me, and I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Lobstein at home against Minnesota. Yeah. He's not great, but Minnesota's bad, and they only have those two guys in the lineup that hit lefties, you know. Yeah, so... There's a lot. There's so many outs in that Minnesota lineup. Yep. Um, especially against a lefty. Kyle Lepstein's just not very good. Nate Kearns is kind of interesting. Rizal yeah. Iglesias gets another run out there. I'm, I don't. I wrote that name. That's that's a wild card against Atlanta. Like, I don't. I, I need to see him be good before I do anything with that. I, sure. I think but you're gonna you're gonna check that box score though. Oh yeah. You're gonna but see how he did. I I think Nelson's the obvious pick, and he's my pick. Okay. Um, no, if, if you want to go with somebody else, go go ahead. If you want to join me again, no, I have Nelson. If I went with Billy Peralta against the White Sox, I gotta hopefully trust yeah. Nelson, even though he's hurt me. Adam really- Warren, I don't care about as a pitcher, but in Tampa Bay, they're not bad. Like that's or they're not good. That's not a bad matchup. Um, I like Nate Carnes, kind of. He has good stuff and he hasn't put it together yet. But I believe I read he has some really problem, really hard uh, third order problems. Third times through the order uh, is the phrase I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's led to him getting yanked pretty quick. He doesn't go that deep into games. Even when he's doing well, they're like, well, you've done five, get out before they get to you, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for him to go deep, even when he's doing well. And I could see him putting it together and, like, being okay, but you don't want the Yankees. Brett Oberholzer is bad. My guy! He gets the Giants. Uh, yeah, okay. Not, not today, Brett, but maybe one day. And then Hector Santiago, who threw like six and a third scoreless one and hit ball last time, but he also walked four. He's been having control issues lately. He's at home against the Rockies. You don't want that. I, that's not, you know, even when they're on the road, they're still pretty decent, you know, especially against a lefty. I don't, yeah. I like Hector Santiago still. He still has my attention. Not on Wednesday. I'm with you with Jimmy Nelson. Not even necessarily because, you know, They've never seen him, but they also don't get a DH, and 
don't know. Actually, that, that'd be help- that's helpful this year. <laughs> Animal LaRoche is not your favorite right now? No, it's it's kind of hard to swing a bat with. You know, I, I think they just took the fork out of Paul Canerco and just stuck it in the, in the Adam LaRoche. Yeah, he has been a competent hitter for sure for a while. I would like to see him be good, but not much yet. <sighs> I would like to see him be good as well. I bet you would. Well, we have Jimmy Nelson. He's at a 0.0 war so far for this year. So he's not hurting the White Sox. He's not helping them either. Yeah, that sounds right. He's the R in war right now. Yep. Well, we, uh, yeah, it looks like we get to watch some White Sox baseball in the next few days. Lucky us. I I wish this this series was in the weekend because I'd absolutely make it up to Milwaukee for it. It's it's during the week and those games are tough for me to get to. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by the the Chris Sale matchup. Chris Sale and um, Chris Sale on Tuesday gets Mike Fires. Yeah, Chris Sale Mike Fires. That, that's gonna be, be fun. Can't play hooky on a Tuesday. I I can't play hooky ever. No. Yeah, that'd be tough. It's bad bad times of having an adult an adult job. Yeah, I, I've only been with the company for like five months, so I don't really get vacation time until I'm with the company for a year. It would be tough. It would be tough. So I I can't. No, I I couldn't play hooky if I wanted to. Yep. Well, uh, that should do it for us. Matt, anything you want to get to before we get out of here? I hope all the mothers that listen to our podcast had a fantastic Mother's Day. Yes, happy late Mother's Day. Hope things went well. Oh, recording on a Sunday, so we should we should mention. Yes, yes. Did, did, did you do anything for Mother's Day, Dylan? Or I did. That... I did. Sent my stepmom flowers. Sent, okay. Called my aunt and uh, bought my mom. I get my mom flowers all the time, so I tried to think outside the box. And she got some cat-shaped mixing and measuring bowls. Which sounds silly, but I'm also like fit just perfectly into her kitchen. So she liked them. That's good. I got to be a little bit thoughtful for Mother's Day. All right. Well, that should do it for us. Uh, I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Matt DeWaskin is on Twitter at MattDFP911. For the time being, we're going to come up with something really good. Yeah, we've really, we've been dragging our feet. I, I, I'm, we're going to come up with something good. It's, it's becoming like a meme to keep saying we're going to come up it's, with something, it, but it's, it's going to pay a- off. It's a crap meme. It really no, is. We've got to do something about this. I've got some ideas. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.